Welcome to the No BS Retirement Network with your hosts, Alan Mercurio, Troy Bolton, and Aaron Ulrich of Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the No BS Retirement Network. We're going to kind of dive into a couple topics today, just spend the next 15 or 20 minutes just talking about some of the things that we're seeing going on in the uh, retirement world as far as in, in the financial services industry and and what's going on all all the time uh, throughout our, our world and what's also happening in your world as well. And uh, I got Troy in here with me today. How are you and, doing today? And we're going to, uh, Aaron is absent today, but they called off school today or a lot of teachers called in sick, I guess, because of pension passed very last unha- night. Very unhappy about the pension plan that was passed. So I didn't hear about that. What's what's the deal on it? <laughs> it was actually a bill that was passed kind of secretly. They well, that, Why doesn't it, that surprise me? They introduced it right under, I think it was like a water sewage waste bill. Oh, great. And they handed it out to all the legislators, I think five minutes before they had to vote on it. So nobody really knew what was going on about it. Did anybody even read it? or? But they, they didn't have time. It's 300 pages long. And they passed it based they on the sewage it. bill because it's connected to Yes. That. And supposedly a lot of people wanted to get that passed so they could get other issues that are in Frankfurt passed. But it's a pretty big deal. The new teachers that are coming in do not have an option for pensions, all 401k. And then they still can't contribute to Social Security. So they have basically no guaranteed income wow. in retirement. So, I mean, I know we've got a, a lot of uh, teachers as clients. Most of our clients are probably protected from it, but the younger teachers are the ones that's really getting hammered. I mean, so well, we it's also a lot friends. of my friends on Facebook. I read a lot of stuff this morning on it. They were talking about how the people that new teachers might not get it, but they're also not putting into retirement. Mm-hmm. Right now, all the teachers that are working, 13% of their salary goes into the pension bank. So with new teachers not doing that, pension's going to drop at some one. point. Well, and that's the problem with it. I mean, I, you know, I kind of feel for Bevan here in Kentucky because the um, he, he made this part of his campaign to uh, when he was elected to come in and reform pensions. And I got to give it to him for, for the, the effort he's tried to put forward to get this pension taken care of. Kentucky's got one of the worst pension plans, worst funded pension plans in the country. And uh, so he has tackled the, the issue head on. The challenge is, you know, you, you can't make everybody happy. You're never going to please everybody. And the uh, there's really no quick solution to this from what, what's being seen or what I've seen out of it. So the uh, there are some uh, good solutions in I, some people's eyes, but they'll, as of right now, not pass legalized gambling in Kentucky with casinos. They yeah. still allow all our money to go to Ohio and Cincinnati for the yeah, people that I, do gamble. I think that's kind of silly. But the, uh, and the other side of it is I don't know why teachers are restricted from participating in Social Security, especially if they're if they're being forced in this direction. That ought to be part of it is that they get to now sign up for Social oh, Security. Oh, 100% agree. If they don't have the option for pension, yeah, they should be able to participate in Social Security. But I understand why they can't beforehand because they have the pension. But there are companies, individual companies out here that their employees have individual pensions to and get to participate but it's in Social Security. Funded. Yeah. I you know But the state's also what messed uh, it up too. I I can promise you that the teachers are paying into Social Security, so I don't know why they can't draw out of it. It's I, they they have their tax social security taxes come out of their check too, I would imagine. No, they don't. No? No. I thought they did. Okay. 
All right, well, same direction. So. All right, it so like I said today, that, that was the thing that we wanted to kind of bring to the table today was just some different topics and stuff. And one of the things I, I kind of realized throughout this week as we do these seminars, and by the way, you all might hear some rustling in the background. I got my dog Ginger in here today in the studio with us, so she's kind of messing around today. But uh, one of the things that I realized in, in this week, just kind of talking to some folks and, and kind of redoing, we're in the process of redoing some of our uh, presentation for our seminars and stuff, uh, which we'll talk about here in just a second. But, you know, we talk about income planning all the time. And uh, that was one of the things that it just kind of pointed up, you know, start thinking about is have we ever really defined what an income plan is and how to create one? I think mm-hmm. a, a lot of people feel like that when you start, when an advisor stands up in front of them in a group of, of uh, in a seminar, for instance, and says, oh, you got to have an income plan. You know, the first thing that these people are thinking of is, oh, this annuity. guy's, guy's going to sell me an annuity because this exactly. is a, it creates income, right? But that's not really what an income plan is. An income plan is really just based on a, uh, you know, you can create one by by creating a timeline of your years in retirement. How how are you going to drive income in retirement? So I did some googling, found a couple of uh, definitions, and put this all on to get all together in a in a little um, presentation that I'm looking at. And basically, what I thought this was a pretty good outline of how to create an income plan. The first thing is that you do is just really understand that you got to create income for every year in retirement, all the way up until your, you know, expected life expectancy, and then you can do that in a number of different ways. You can put it on an Excel spreadsheet or whatever. Understanding exactly what you're going to, what your fixed income uh, is going to be in retirement. What, what that kind goes of back to your pensions, your social sources. security. Yeah. So you take the things, and it was I found this interesting in there, but it said social security pensions, annuity income, rental income, all the things that you know that are, are pretty much safe and are going to be certain that they're going to come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's you, you take that list and you build that list as far as what those certainties are. You don't want to calculate things like your dividends or capital gains from your investments at this point. Uh, you want to leave that to, to the side for a second because, again, all we're look, focusing on is what's certain, what's going to come in as a certain payment to you. The next step is really just to create a, a list of all those expenses. And it's so funny you can kind of confirm this when when we talk to clients all the time. We'll they'll come into the office. We'll talk about how much are you spending on a monthly basis, and um, it's the toughest question for them to answer. It it, it certainly is, I mean, and it's really tough for somebody that I know you're thirty four, right? Thirty five. Thirty five. I'm fifty seven. So for a 35-year-old, it's a little bit easier to define what we're spending on a monthly basis because you track it, right? I do, and and you probably you may <clears throat> excuse me you may track it all the way through your life and everything. As you get to be my age of 57, where the kids are moved out of the house and um, you know your things are starting to pay off and all that stuff, sometimes you don't track that stuff. You just kind of spend the money because you know you got some in the bank and everything's going good and it keeps on coming in and i think that's where a lot of the folks that we work with kind of get into that mode that they don't kind of track this but it's it's freaky how often it happens we'll sit there and ask somebody how much you spend on a monthly basis and they'll say eighteen hundred two thousand dollars twenty five hundred dollars a month and then the worksheet comes back it's more like forty five hundred to five thousand dollars yeah and that's almost 
I'm not going to say 100% of the time, but that's the uh, high, high 90s anyway, yeah. or, or at least 90%, yeah. That that this expense just kind of is the weirdest thing. It gets, it gets away from you, but it is so important to create this income plan. You've got to have a handle on what you're spending. And again, I always try to say, and I think you do too, Troy, I mean, it's not we're trying to get anybody to stop spending money or change their spending habits, just identify them. That's all we need to do is just track it so we know how much income you need in retirement. That's a big, that's the most important thing. How much income do you need in retirement? A lot of people want the maximum income that they can get from all of their portfolios. But what we, the conversation we have every day is if you take out more income than you're actually spending, you're taking it from a market account. If you're not spending it, putting it to a savings account that's not earning any money, and you pay taxes on that money that you took out. So you're, in my eyes, wasting money. Yeah. No, I, I, do, I agree. Now, I will say that I've never met anybody that's retired that's got too much income. Uh, they usually find something to do with it. Um, but, okay, so those are our steps of an income plan so far. Is you, you can create a template that just focuses on every life or every year in retirement to, through your life expectancy. Define what your fixed income sources are which are going to be those things that are coming in every month that you pretty much can guarantee, uh, add up all those expenses. And when I say all of them, I mean all of those expenses that you pay out over the year, your big payments like your property taxes and insurances and all that stuff. That you have to factor that in on a monthly basis. And then it's, it's pretty simple math at that point. You just kind of figure out what the gap is. How much do you, you know, if you got 4000 coming in and you got 4500 going out, then you just got to solve for $500 a month. So it's, that's the that's what an income plan is, and that's where I think it's so misunderstood, especially in the seminar racket, is that a lot of people go out there and they get pre-sold something or they have a preconceived notion when they go into the seminar. So let me ask you a question, kind of jump sure. from that topic a little bit. You've been in the business for over 30 years, right? Mm-hmm. So why would you say advisors do these seminars? Well, I think the biggest reason advisors do the seminar is number one, it's a it's a, a way that you can get in front of a lot of people at one time and tell your story, uh, and you know tell a story to to thirty, thirty four, five, forty people in a room, and hopefully get four, five, ten people in the room to raise their hand and say, "Yeah, I believe your story, and I'm interested in talking with you." So it's a way to kind of mass market. Uh, your services mm-hmm. and um, hopefully get people to say they they're interested in talking with you and to kind of flip that why do you think people go that's the that's the weird thing you know <laughs> all of the folks that that we meet I, I say all I mean again a high percentage of them 90 percent of the people that we meet obviously can afford to buy their own steak dinner mm-hmm. uh, there is something about a free dinner seminar that brings out people in droves and uh they just they you know see a picture of a steak they see the name ruth chris or jeff ruby's in our area or one of these fancy steakhouses or something like that and you know i think some people that they just use it as a as a night out they use it as a way to get out of the house um that's kind of sad i was kind of thinking about this the other day too is that what you know we talk about all the time what are you going to do in retirement what are your what's your goals in retirement 
And if that's what people are doing with their time in retirement, that's kind of sad that they're sitting around waiting to get an invitation in the mail. Yeah, we've noticed from a few of ours, we have some frequent flyers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you get people every every week, every time you do a seminar, the same people will send in a, you know, a, a request to come and they'll, they're not shy about it. They'll come and eat your steak every time that you. So what would you recommend for everybody out there that gets these invitations to different restaurants, but people that are truly out there for information, education, that are really going to retire and they truly want the information, what would you recommend for them to look for? Uh, I think that you have to go in uh, with an open mind and you have to be willing to uh, listen and most people I think are pretty good judges of character. You can tell when the guy's standing up there and he's dressed all slick and he's kind of polished and, and you know, he starts talking about a specific product, which you know what it is, maybe an annuity or a mutual fund or something like that. You know, he's got a different agenda. He's not necessarily there for your benefit. He's there for his. And, uh, so I think you have to, most people can see that or read that. Um, you know, I hope that we don't come off that way. I think our presentation, we, I mean, for those of you all that haven't been to one of ours, it's, it's really pretty simple. I mean, we stand up there, we talk about our story, how I got in the business 30 plus years ago. And then we talk about our process. Uh, in fact, I think then you've, I've talked about this is that, uh, I think we try to spend more time pushing people away to, than, than we do actually in, inviting them to come in because, it's not for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going to be a good fit for everybody and we don't want to be a good fit for everybody. We, we do the seminars for the exact same reason I said a minute ago is we get to speak to a number, a larger number of people at the same time. And yeah, it costs us money to do the seminars. It's a big commitment marketing wise, but we find that we can, uh, if we can bring in five or 10 new families a week to talk to, usually two or three of those families will join us and, and become clients of ours. And that's fine. That's that's the numbers that we're looking for, and um, and that continues to help us grow our business and and everything. I think that's one you kind of hit on a little bit. One issue I've kind of had with the whole seminar part of it: some advisors go into it with a preconceived notion of exactly what everybody needs. There's no way to determine that. There's no one size fits all plan. There's no one size fits all product. So if you're already talking about a certain product at during a seminar, it doesn't make sense for me because there's no way you can say that that product fits everybody's needs. Yeah. Would you agree? No, I definitely agree. I think that the the ones that come out and start beating on the market and talking about the market falling uh, and aren't you afraid of this and that, and you, you know kind of they're probably going to talk to you about a fixed indexed annuity. And there's nothing wrong with fixed indexed annuities. I think that they're a great tool. We use them here in the office all the time. But the uh, the challenge is is that that I, I was trying to figure this out too. Is you know there are people that feel like that particular product for whatever reason is the golden bucket or something for the advisor. And to be quite honest with everybody that's listening to the show today, I mean, we make more money on our managed accounts than we do on the fixed annuities by far because, you know, we're typically we're in those accounts and working them more frequently and we get paid every year on those. Well, you get a certain percentage on the managed assets year over year. Right. Every year. So 
somebody sells a fixed index annuity or variable annuity, whatever kind of annuity, they get one time commission, then they're done with it. Right. And with a lot of advisors, that's the last time you'll talk to them. And that's that's I think that's the biggest thing that I have biggest problem I have with uh, uh, folks out there that call themselves advisors, uh, because and as a member of the buying public. I don't want to go to somebody and get sold something. We see so many times people come in here to go through our process and they've got these, they've got a product they had for 10 years. They got something they bought five years ago, or they got this other thing that they just got and they haven't talked to the advisor quote unquote since they got it. And I think that that's just a, you know, that's a financial salesman is what they ought to be called. And, and again, there's, there's great financial salesmen out there, I guess that do a decent job, but when you're talking about retirement, I take that pretty seriously. I yeah. think that these, these is that somebody you want on your team as an advisor? Oh no, not me. Exactly. I mean, personally, I wouldn't. I mean, I'd want somebody that's going to stick with me through the next thirty years, and that's going to review my accounts, you know, two or three times a year and meet with me and and talk about changes and stuff like that. And that's why we are more selective when it comes to off- offering our services to clients because I'm looking at this as the next 30 years that I'm working, Mm -hmm. I got to feel comfortable and want to work with you for the next 30 years and vice versa. So we get to grow old together. Yeah. And I think that that's something that, that uh, we say a lot of times in our process, we say it on the radio show too, is that we're going to go through about, you know, two meetings of an hour piece, uh, about five or six hours that we put in on the backside of this building out a plan and I've had advisors ask me, why do you spend so much time building out a plan if you don't think these people are going to become a client? Well, I have the, I look at it from a different perspective. I want, if I'm going to take them on as a client, I want to know on the front end that they're, it's going to work for them because I don't want, you know, yeah, I'm not going to be here in 30 years, but you are and mm-hmm. Nick is and Aaron is and everybody else in the company is going to be here. I don't want problems i set up today becoming problems tomorrow and another reason is in every radio show every seminar every class that we do we promise people if they come into our office they will leave with more knowledge than they came in with whether they work with us or not they will leave with more knowledge so it's a promise that we give to everybody that we talk to yeah and and that's again it's very uh sincere promise we will make sure that that's that's held up so those are the things that that were kind of on my mind this week is i wanted to really clear up what it is an income plan is so that you guys are listening if you go to one of these seminars and and i just want to mention this i think uh nick uh who's the the producer of this show was, was telling me that yesterday i guess it was he looked on the local on the calendar here locally of three advisors, including us, so us and then two other advisors here in the Louisville area. There's 14, 14 seminars, seminars in, in April. April. Okay. So you guys that are out there that are between age 55 and 70 years old, and that's just three, that's three advisors. There's probably another 10 to 20 advisors At that least. are doing seminars in this area, uh, in that, in the month of April. So, Everybody out there in that age bracket, I mean, there's no wonder that you're confused because you're getting a seminar invitation from all of us. And quite frankly, it's, it's had me wonder whether we want to continue to do this because we're just we're just part of the crowd, and I don't want to be part of that crowd. But it's a, uh, you know, so far it's still a, a good way for us to get in front of people, 
And yeah, we got a lot of people that'll come in and, and enjoy dinner off of us, but never do anything. That's unfortunate because I think that, you know, sometimes you, I wonder if they realize what they missed. Uh, and that mm-hmm. sounds kind of egotistical, I'm sure, but, uh, I, you know, I do but feel like we, on the other hand, I really think we have a few people that come with that intention and then end up coming into our office by being very surprised about what we talk about. Yeah, that, that's probably true. So, uh, yeah. So those are some things to kind of ponder on this week, folks, as you're thinking about retirement, as you're starting to look at your, uh, your retirement, or if you just retired, uh, as we always say, you know, you're welcome to give us a call here at the office at, at our uh, local number, 502-253-9366. Uh, we'd be happy to sit down with you if you're out of state or out of the uh, out of town here you're welcome to check in with us we can set up a time to talk to you one of the advisors can talk to you on the phone and kind of see what your situation is and hopefully either refer you to somebody locally or or do some work from from afar for you but that's what we do so uh for for troy aaron and myself and ginger actually in here today uh, this is another episode of the no bs retirement network and uh hope you have a great easter and look forward to talking to you next week thanks for listening to the no bs retirement network if you'd like to get in touch with us at mercurio wealth advisors give us a call at 502-253-9366 or find us online at louisvillesretirementcoach.com if you enjoyed the podcast please subscribe on itunes and leave us a rating and review You can also tune in to our radio show every Sunday morning at 10 on News Radio 840 WHAS. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions on how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Donald Allen Mercurio and Troy Bolton are investment advisor representatives of Mercurio Wealth Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Mercurio Wealth Advisors is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance licensed in Kentucky.